Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Indeed, indeed. The good times continue on the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast. What's going on, everybody? With my guys, Ivan Ocampo, Eric Calvino, I am merely Jim Rodriguez for another Smoky Treat session. What's going on, boys? What's happening, Jimmy? You know, you know me, living the fake life, you know? What's fake about well, it? Yeah, what are you talking about? Listen, everything on me is fake except for my love and affection for oh, you and the good folks oh boy, here that listen to this show. <laughs> He's, He's laying it on thick right out of the gate. All lathered up. You know what that means? Hey, is there any way I can hold $20 till next show? You know? Yo, can I hold $20? <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, you came in rocking uh, well, big time know. watch, oh. fountain pen. Can we not talk about attire today? We're, okay. we're, you, we're wearing the same tacky golf shirt we are. in an inverse color. Well, you guys, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are, you know, you guys are the Sunday swagger kind of guys, you know, going out there on the golf course and stuff. I'm a man of the people, man. I I got my woo pig, Arkansas, you know, hoodie on. John Daly style. That's it. Yeah. The, the, the most famous red alumni from University of Arkansas. Oh, hang on a second. Most famous. No, I don't know. I mean, I, we need a fact checker on this, on this show. Let's do it. John Daly. John Daly. We got Jimmy Johnson. How about them hogs? How about them hogs? We got uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. That's right, Jerry Jones. But you, you got you got Henry Ford, dude. Henry Ford is kind of tough to beat. I to prefer beat. my my benefactor at Disney. The guy who signs my paychecks is Mr. Fernando Barbosa. He's a University oh, of Arkansas. Right. He, he's a Razorback. All right, so, all right. So. Shout out to Fernando. A woo pig indeed, yes. Okay. And all the good folks at ESPN Knockout. So listen, we've got some knockout stuff going on. Great smoky treat. We're gonna do some we're gonna drink something that Frank Sinatra would be, dare I say, jealous oh, that we're drinking tonight. And of course, we're gonna talk to our buddy from Villager Cigars, Rene Castaneda. We like to throw in the enya, and it's Rene Castaneda. Yeah. Well, it, it all depends. Yeah. What, listen, it all depends what part of the street. Listen, you're as on. a guy with oh. an enya in his name, oh. I, 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 all I gotta, I gotta say, side with my enya, buddy. Here's the thing about the enya, and that's the end with the little squiggly line on it. Yeah. If you ever wish somebody Happy New Year in an email or any sort of written documentation, please put the squiggly line over that end because you don't want to say Feliz Ano Nuevo. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's a good lesson. Happy, That's a good pro tip. Happy new ass, everyone. <laughs> happy, you know, with a little, it's a good pro tip. You know, have, or, or if that's... Maybe your thing. You yeah. want to wish somebody a Feliz Ano Nuevo. Maybe, I don't maybe know. You're, maybe you're a plastic surgeon. Uh, and you, you know. just want to wish someone a new <laughs> how's, how's that new ano in the new año? <laughs> Rene Castañeda. Right. We you lost go. our way right, right, out of, right out of the right game. From the start. All right. So what do we got, Eric Calvino? Oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Caballeros que fuman. We are smoking the Villager de Nicaragua. This is a limited edition. So... Villagrin de Nicaragua Edición Limitada 2022. So this is a limited edition made at their new factory. They recently uh, they recently opened the new factory right next door to Hoya de Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they started producing this cigar out of there, and we rated it uh, for the upcoming issue. And I think it's fantastic. So we decided to smoke it today. It's a 6x52 torpedo. Uh, again, obviously made it in Nicaragua. Wrapper uh, is Ecuadorian Sumatra with a Mexican binder and Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania fillers. Hmm. Has an MS, MSRP of 15 bucks. And uh, and I think it's available at, you know, all Villager retailers throughout the country. But again, it is limited. So if you like what you hear today, you probably want to go out and, uh, and check it out. 
So what do you guys think about it, you know, right from the start here? we I mean, I just just lit mine a moment ago. I'm getting some really interesting flavors. I was, as usual, I take some notes as mm-hmm. I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm getting is like um, like a licorice flavor and like dates from it. Wow. It's, it's a You're very, getting dates a, out of this? Yeah. It's like a singles? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, like a single cigar? Yeah. Marino, talk about like a smoker. Talk about a smoky treat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Tinder of cigars. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll puff hopefully to the left or puff to the right. Hopefully she doesn't have the squiggly line over the top. Oh, okay. Or, uh, so anyway, no, really, no, but those Isn't are great. It's very unique, right? It is. It, it does have some some unique uh, flavor notes, uh, I think. But, you know, you went straight in deep. Right into the flavor yeah, notes. I usually whereas, like, yeah. I think. Like the appearance right off the bat, bat is very elegant. No, I mean, nice. I mean, you went. You went deep into the flavor notes, right? Because there's some there's some surface notes that are kind of right in your face right from the start, right? There's some earthiness, there's some pepper to it, there's some dark chocolate. You went Yeah. You went was, out next level down. Because I was looking for that that one flavor that was sticking out to me. I'm like, what is that? What is that? And that's what, what Yeah, it was. there's some there's definitely other stuff there. Yeah, there's there's a lot though. There's a lot of it's got a, a flavor intensity. That maybe we're not used to with with a lot of vinegar products, right? Because this is this is tons of flavor right up front. So, like I said, that earthiness, the pepper, the there's dark chocolate. There's there's definitely like a roasted nut, like kind of like over roasted nut, right? Maybe some charred barrel. It's it's a really nice smoke. I'm enjoying. It. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah. Well, the first thing that got me was the was the the color of the wrapper. It's, yeah. It's it's, it's a Maduro kind of. It uh, is. It is. And you know what? That's a good point because it is an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. That's that's quite dark and naturally dark. It's not. You can tell it's not. Uh, it's not artificially darkened. You know. Sometimes you see those when a cigar is jet black, mm. looking kind of purple. Like mm-hmm. that's not a natural color that tobacco can get. It's not to. going through a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a really nice even colored, uh, dark reddish brown, uh, with a box press. It's, it's a beautifully produced cigar. But what about the flavors? What are you getting, Jim? I the first thing that jumped out at me is the chocolate. It's but it's a very it's a very like like rich chocolate. You know, kind of almost like a like a decadent dessert kind of thing like a like a double fudge chocolate cake that you would get at the end of the meal i mean yeah. it is it is it's definitely not a breakfast cigar it's not this is this is in this is an end of the night or with, with a nice cocktail which we will be enjoying later on of yep, course yep. um it's 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 a handful it's 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 full it's full bodied for me um and uh it's it's good it's good but it's you know great great power comes great responsibility with this thing <laughs> very true now <laughs> Now, for for experienced smokers, I I wouldn't call it full body. Okay, yeah, I, I find it, it less than that. Yeah, it's uh, it is intense, intensely flavored. I would say it's flavored. full flavor. Full flavor. Okay, but not full strength. Okay, right. Uh, I would say that it's probably just above medium I'm in terms you. of strength. But it, right? is, it is. But the flavor is just bursting. So do me a favor, Jimmy. So you know we're always trying to teach a little. So. What about, can you retrohale it? Mm-hmm. Let me know. How, how much does it hurt you going through there? It's, 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 there there's a little bit of a burn, but you know what? It, it, it's positive because there's no more extraneous hairs now. <laughs> but no, no but it's, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't make you cry. Hmm. Right? I mean, it they, went through there without, yeah. like you didn't even squint. No. You didn't, 
No, it's, you didn't it's, wince. It didn't hurt you. It's fine. It's and fine. so that that you can use that as a That's as a, a good rough gauge, gauge okay. for the cigars, like true strength. You can you can use that. It's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty good. So so if you're if you're so you're so what you're saying is if if you are having issues retrohaling. Then, then that's when you start saying it, it's it's yeah it's when when strength. it goes through your nostrils and you feel it burn and you like there's that one singular tear coming down you know <laughs> <laughs> like you hurt me you know then don't look at me little puppet yeah, don't look yeah. At me. then then that means that there's there's probably a, a ton of strength in there but this thing goes through and it just leaves like a really nice coating of chocolatey peppery it's notes in there it's yeah creamy it's, it's smooth it's very nicely done I, I'm telling you I was. Actually, Ivan, too, we smoked this We smoked this cigar blind for the ratings, mm-hmm. and we were floored by it. We loved it. So uh, so that's why we thought it would be a, it'd be great to put it on the show today. And just because it's me, I love the band. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's got a double band, uh, and I love the colors. The colors are so vibrant. It's kind of like a, I would almost think like you're in, 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 you know, some tropical locale, and, and it's, it, it's, Almost dusk because it's it's got like this blue on blue kind of color and the palm trees with the villager, the Nicaragua, and then underneath it, Edición Limitada. Yeah, uh, it's really nicely twenty twenty two. Very nice band. Stick. One yeah. of the one of the prettiest bands I've seen in a long time. And uh, and uh, you got that subtle uh, volcano in the background, which is kind of like a symbol of Nic- of Nicaragua. So mm-hmm. really well done. So uh, so yeah, that's what we got, bud. Good start. Good yeah, start. And then, by the way, I, I, anytime I see a torpedo on on my table, I, I love it immediately. I'm like, you know me. I'm I'm uh, Monty number two is always like so, one of my go tos, and I love a torpedo. I just love the length of it. I love how it feels. Yeah, I was going to ask and you, this, what is it that is, you love about a torpedo I, I specifically? Just, you know what? I for some reason it it feels to me like like it's classy. I don't know why. I don't know just the way it, it holds them. And even a box press feels like it belongs with that watch. Yeah. Well. Maybe it's in the other hand. We 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 got to balance all the. Oh, oh, you don't you don't hold your cigar in your left hand ever. No, no. no. There's, only, there's only one thing on my left hand. Okay, and that's and that's <laughs> and that's the wedding ring. That thing. There's no room for anything else. Oof, oof. That's it. Oh boy. Because so la says that's it. That's it. All right. No no more jokes about that. No no no. Leave his left hand out of this. <laughs> I don't. I, I barely. I I put it in my pocket and walk away. All right. So listen. So we're off to a good start with this. It's time now to get our little X's. And O's. Hot, hot. X's and O's. All right. Now, we've got something. I, I, I don't know how you know, airlines have frequent flyers. Um, you know, you've got, you know, you, you can get points for, for shopping online at certain things. So Rakuten. We, we've got like 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 a, a frequent email. He's, I would call him our vice president of sending emails. And it's our buddy Sam Goodwill from, by the way, Gig Harbor, Great name. Washington. Of a town, yeah. Gig Harbor, Washington. Okay. I was trying to check on Jim. I was trying to say giggity, but it just stopped. It just, it was Good cigar. Look what you've done, Sam. Thanks, Sam. So, Sam Goodwill from Gig Harbor, Washington wrote us this. He said, When you receive a cigar in cellophane, okay, should it be stored? I'm getting blind here. Should it be stored that way in your humidor, in in the cellophane, in the humidor, or should you remove it from the cellophane? Does it depend upon other factors like proposed time from storage to smoking? And he's got some single cigars that came in a sealed metal tube with a screw top. How long are they going to typically remain fresh before open? Should they be 
then cared for or enjoyed. A lot going on here. And, you know, what do you got, Eric? Because I always thought one thing in particular, but I want to hear what you got to say. Well, so first, thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you question. for Yeah, yeah he, it's a good question. He sent a series of questions, Giddy. basically like, listen, you're going to pick one of these. <laughs> so, so where the hell's my damn swag pack? Oh, so, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming, Sam. Uh, so listen, here, here's the thing. Let's go with uh, first the cellophane. So cellophane, what is it? Right, it's uh, it's plant cellulose, uh, and so it's a breathable protector for your cigar. Thank you, Doctor right. Calvino. That's that's all it is. It uh, it'll let you know you can keep the cigar in cellophane, for example, and it protects it from losing humidity too fast. Right. So, for example, if you just take a cigar and leave it on your desk, depending on your relative humidity in your environment, but you leave it on your desk uncellowed and leave a cellowed one. The unsellowed one, after a couple of days, is probably going to be mm-hmm. really, really dry, depending, again, on where you are. I mean, if you're in, in Arizona, put it on your desk, uh, 20 minutes later, it's <laughs> done. It's on fire. <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking about generally speaking. So so the cellophane will protect it from that. It'll also obviously protect it in in the case of uh, in a cigar store, right? So you don't want people touching it. So so that's what the cello is good for. Now, it, when you're putting it in your humidor, unless... This is my. This is the way I. I've always done it. Unless I'm putting that cigar with other cigars from that box. In other words, let's say I've got ten or twenty of that particular cigar. If they're all together, I like to take out the cello because mm. they're in a perfectly humidified environment, and they're all kind of talking to each other. Because tobacco uh, continues. It's it's always alive as long as it's humid. Tobacco continues to grab from its neighbors, right? Oh, okay. Aromas. It'll always do that as long as it's humid. And so when you're putting it with other cigars from that box, it's constantly just sort of marrying flavors, everybody across the board. So that's that's a good thing. But if you're putting them in with a mixed box or a mixed humidor full of different cigars, I prefer to keep the cello on. Great call. Especially I if never it's, even thought of that. Especially if it's a shitty cigar. You want to keep that yeah. definitely away from your better stuff. If, that you don't if want possible, it. do yeah, not put shitty cigars <laughs> in with good cigars in a in a humidor. So cigars, keep that in mind. Cigars, now this doesn't happen overnight or anything like that. Right. Like where the cigars take on the characteristics of its neighbors, it, it does take time for it to do that. However, uh, it does it. So so unless you want your cigars to sort of over time, all kind of smell and taste similar or take on characteristics of each other, then just keep them in the cello, right? The cello will considerably slow down that process. Now, it also slows down the aging process, right? So it slows it down. And so that can also be a good thing if, for example, this is kind of like you got to play this one by ear because some cigars are aged to smoke right now and, and, and produced in a way that, they should be smoked right now. And I'll give you one manufacturer that definitely does that. AJ Fernandez takes his cigars to the point in, in the way that he ferments and the way that he produces cigars. He takes it to, to the point that once you buy that cigar from the store, it is ready to go. It's not like, for example, let's use another manufacturer. Uh, let's say a Opus X, a Fuente Opus X. Opus X, it can age for a very long time. It has that like long arc. Other cigars like AJ Fernandez have a have a, a very steep arc. So when you've got a cigar like that that has a steep arc that, that's ready to go right now, keep it in the cello so that it slows down that arc. Now, 
I know I, that's that's a lot. I even that's how, asking how, a lot. How do you how do you know? Is that something you would talk to your tobacconist with, or is something? I mean, you know which ones are great, I can, I can great smoke point. now, or I, this one can age a little bit. I mean, yes, I, I would definitely speak to your tobacconist, or just call Eric up because he's the most knowledgeable <laughs> person I've heard on this. But <laughs> I, I, you know, something that just as a rule of thumb, I've always felt that the spicier stuff would benefit from some aging and and probably leaving it unsellowed and then the, the the stronger then the the weaker stuff probably could be smoked a little early because other otherwise it would lose too much in the uh inside of your in your, your humidor i mean it, it can go either way you know you know i hadn't even thought about that because to yeah. me i always thought the cellophane was more so when you're at the shop and everyone's touching the cigars. Yeah, everyone's, yeah, you know, it. it's a good way to just keep the cigars fresher. Maybe don't they don't get damaged, you know, from yeah. grabbing it, putting and it down. Everybody's smelling a cellowed cigar, which is another, <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it's a terrific thing. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I had a friend, you know, when I, I remember they they had a, they had a cellophane a cigar wrapped in cellophane, took it out, and the cellophane was like yellowish. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh no, the cigar is bad." That's, no. That's not that's not at all the case. No, not at all. That means that it's it's probably a very old cigar. Right. Right. So, so the the tobacco oils, uh, they sort of rub off on the on the cellophane with time, and so if you have a really yellow cellophane, that means that that cigar has been aged a a good deal. Uh, let's go to the second part of his question. He said, I have some single cigars that came in a sealed metal tube with a screw top. How long will they typically remain fresh before opened? Uh, and so that's a, another really good question. Uh, and the thing is, if the tube has a humidification pack inside of it, some of them do, then that cigar is probably going to be good for a year or more inside there. However, if you have a humidor, and you bought cigars in a tube, and you're you're not going to the golf course right now, or to the or fishing or whatever it is that you bought a tube for. Uh, to take it out of the tube, take mm -hmm. it out of the tube and put it in your in your humidor. Uh, sometimes when you put a tube in a humidor, mm. that humidity that the humidor is providing kind of gets trapped in the tube, and you can have some um, some moldiness in the cigar, and that's not a good thing. So. If you've got a cigar in a tube and you plan on keeping it a while, take it out of the tube. Don't don't leave it in the tube and put it in the humidor. Because uh, like I said, it kind of gets trapped, right? Humidity humidity is best if, it, if it's moving along mm -hmm. as opposed to being trapped, right? Amazing. I mean, and, and again, so. and... and, and if you should mix your cigars, it's it it it's not all it's not going to happen overnight where they're not all going to taste no, the same it's not or smell be the same. No. You know, it's going to be a bit. So, and I and if you're like me, I, I my cigars don't age very much because I get them and I smoke them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, guys, that there's there's definitely consumers that age their cigars purposely and they want to age them and see how they react with time. And that's a wonderful little experiment that you do on your own, which is cool. Uh, and usually those guys will have two humidors, right? You know, like the daily. And then, you know, the aging humidor. And so, and I think, you know, with humidor costs being what they are nowadays, I think it's perfectly reasonable to do. And the one time I went to Ivan's house and he gave me a cigar out of a Tupperware, I knew he was giving me the shitty cigar. Yep. Yeah, oh, you knew it was an everyday. That's my best stuff, man. Those are the ones that I can hide. The others are too accessible to my friends here. Yeah. It smoked too much. <laughs> I love it. Well, Sam, thanks for the note. And again, if you've got a question, where, the, where, where can they hit us up, Eric? Well, cigarsnob.com, uh, you can either shoot us feedback through the website. Uh, there's a contact us there, and you can do that there. Or 
you can simply email us at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com and, uh, and you'll get a Cigar Snob swag pack. We'll, uh, we'll, ha- we'll hook you up with, uh, with some stuff, send you some magazines and, and some goodies. So, uh, yeah, man, keep them coming. Keep the emails coming. And Sam Goodwill of Gig Harbor, Washington. Gig, 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 gig. Giggity, 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 Sam. Congratulations. You got yourself a swag pack. All right. So I know you guys are enjoying this Villager limited edition. Very much. Edición limitada. Oh. You know what other Villager product is definitely one that you should put on your list is the new Villager do Brazil, handcrafted entirely from the finest Brazilian tobaccos. Villager's new do Brazil shines a spotlight on the unique characteristics of tobacco grown in the legendary Bahia region, one of the most fertile regions of Brazil, known for the cultivation of oranges, sugar cane, and coffee. This region is also known for another top-class product, fine tobacco. Villager cigars harvest their own tobacco here in their company-owned fields, and only the best torcedores are selected to roll these puros elaborately by hand. The Villager do Brazil is truly a luxury product for demanding aficionados. As the company's chairman, Heinrich Villager, emphasizes, we control the entire manufacturing process to guarantee excellent quality from the tobacco seed to the perfect cigar. The Villager do Brazil is offered in two different wrappers, the Madura and the Kinetic. Connecticut named the Claro. The Maduro line is covered in a luring Arepadaca wrapper and offers a robust medium to full body with strong aromas and bold flavors of leather, fruit, cocoa, and espresso bean. Cloaked in an elegant Bahia-grown Connecticut seed wrapper, the Villager do Brazil Claro offers a satisfying medium body with robust aroma and flavors of sweet cedar, coffee, and pepper. The Claro is a refined smoke with exotic eye-opening character. The Villager do Brazil is available in both Robusto and Toro sizes. So if you find yourself looking for the perfect cigar to watch any sporting event, which mm-hmm. <laughs> which my man Jim here is uh, oh, doing right now on BetQL, shout out, uh, go out and try one today, the Vinegar do Brazil. Yes, from, from, from Monday night football to Sunday uh, final in golf to playoffs to oh, NCAA nice. tournament. I want to hear hockey. you do the golf. And there he is. He's walking over there and he sings it. Yeah. <laughs> you see that that would be the best part. That, I, I, I'm I'm trying. I'm I am focusing on you guys to get me into golf. You, we you got it. Well, you yeah. got it, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's it. We'll man. get you a shirt to match us next time. You got to first start with the shirt. I need some Tacky of this. Shirt. I need some of this. Well, I got plenty of those. I need some of this Sunday swagger in my life. So listen. Speaking of some swagger, Sinatra would love this. It's time for our perfect pairing. And now. Perfect pairings brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. All right. So Ooh, here we go. Right. Here we go. Here we go. So wow, a healthy pour. Oh yes. So all, all of No, the, you don't have to apologize for all, <laughs> all, all, all of the all of the Sinatra stuff is, is in reference to one thing, right? Of course. It's 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 our buddy, as as Frank would say, it's John Daniels. And people would say, John Daniels. It's 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 Jack Daniels. And they say, Well, no, when you've known him as long as I have. He's John. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so this is the uh, this is the Jack Daniels bonded, right? So this is a hundred proof whiskey. Our, our first so one. we are not yeah, doing yeah. we're not doing blind. Yeah. Do the, right. We know explain a little bit. We here. know what we're what we're tasting here. Um, so a friend of ours, Henry, uh, he brought in a bottle of the new Jack Daniels twice barreled, which is a, a limited release. Ooh. And uh, that just sounds amazing. Well, so what we wanted to do was was kind of do a vertical here where we go Jack Daniels Bonded, which is a 100-proof whiskey. Right. 
then do the Jack Daniels single barrel, which its proof changes by the by the barrel. Uh, the one that we happen to have here is a, uh, I think it's 130, 132. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And uh, and then the third being the twice barreled, which this particular one comes in at 106. Normally, we don't do that like up and down thing. However, uh, I wanted to do the twice barreled last since it's the limited edition. So Of course, of course. Uh, so I think you can see if, if, by the way, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcast and you want to see what these bottles look like, you can tune into our YouTube channel and you can see them there. Uh, the bottles, can you see the bottles there, guys? Uh, they, they may be hard to see with my gigantic smile from ear to ear as I have these luxury bottles in front of me. I'm like, oh, yes, indeed. So these are, you know, these are not typical Jack, like a, like a mixing Jack for a Jack and Coke, right? This is, this is a different beast, right? So Jack Daniels bonded uh, is, I thought, at $30, which is what that bottle cost. Yeah. I thought that was the steal of the year when that came out. So run it by year. me again. What is bonded? I think bonded, I think did it go to jail so, and we yeah. need to get it out. Bonded out. So yeah. bond, bonded, bonded is a reference to <laughs> bungled. Bungled. <laughs> giggity, giggity, bonded, bonded. Yeah. And we haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> well, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so bonded is a reference to the bottled, bottled and bond act. Ah. So again, like I've talked on other other episodes, whenever you see bonded or bottled and bond, you can just... The first thing you can assume is that is that it's hundred proof, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to being a you know ninety something proof like a like most uh, whiskeys are that are watered down. So this is bottled and bond is a hundred proof, so it's fifty percent alcohol. And normal Jack, I don't know, I don't, I don't think we have a bottle of normal Jack, but I can look it up to see what the proof is on that bottle. So on the old number seven. An, one of the reasons why we did this, I mean, this is an excellent pairing that our friend Herring of. <laughs> Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> he goes by pescado <laughs> henry came and brought us these bottles um villiger also has a relationship with jack yeah, daniels and they've and they've done pairings in the past so this pairing that we're doing here with the villiger and the jack daniels is something that they've been doing nice. for a while now yeah yeah the the two companies have sort of uh co-ventured for events and things like that so uh, so just for reference, the Jack Daniels Old Number 7, the, the standard Tennessee whiskey, is 40% uh, alcohol, which is 80 proof. Uh, and so now, why don't we go in and taste the bonded? All right, I'm going in. I think I got a little less than everyone, but that's okay. Yeah, I got I got, okay. I got cheated. Well, that's all right. Well, you, you already drank yours, didn't you? No. Well, first of all, it's 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 kind of like an... an I did not get cheated, by the way. It, it's an amber, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little well, so one, one thing to note is Jack Daniels never uh, gives you an age statement. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you don't know what the age of the whiskeys are. What they do is basically, listen, trust us. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bottle this whiskey when it's ready to drink. And if there's anybody I trust, it's Jack. So uh, the first thing, it, it fills up your palate. Mm. Wow. It's like taking a big bite out of like a... A real juicy kind of fruit. It just yeah. It's it, almost like a like a caramel covered apple. Yeah. It 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 definitely. That's a good description. Wow. Yeah. There's tons of caramel in there, but it is very juicy. Very juicy on your palate. As soon as you take that sip, it goes. Like I apologize if if, if I start smacking because I feel like I feel like I'm going to start smacking any minute, man. But this is nothing like the old Jack Daniels. The the no, not at all. Run of the mill black label. Not at all. And, and if you. It. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes people don't trust you when you say stuff like that, right? They're like, oh, I've had Jack Daniels. I know what Jack Daniels. I have Jack and Coke all throughout college or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's it's so different. And so what I would say is if you don't believe what Ivan said, that this is a very different Jack, that this doesn't taste anything like normal Jack, get yourself that bonded. It's 30 bucks. And it is, it's, I don't know, but I think it's a steal Amazing. at 30 bucks. Right. Well, to, to quote our buddy Bruno Mars, don't believe it, just watch. Mm, right? Look at you. <laughs> See how that works? No, but seriously, it, it, it is very good. And also, I, I do want, I think it bears mentioning again, this is not paid for by Jack Daniels or anything like that. Like, I, I really do believe this is an excellent product at an excellent price point. No questions asked. Now, I keep hearing somebody's jack come up through their esophagus. <laughs> that would, that would I, think it's, I think it's you, buddy. <laughs> it's not me. I think it's me. I think it's me. <laughs> I think my, hey, esoph- I think my esophagus is like, oh, hey, we need some more. Clink, hey, clink, clink, clink. Dinner. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> well, we know the mics work. <laughs> it's better that or my Great stomach. Great job, Nat. Better that or my stomach. <laughs> All right, so. How does it go with the cigar? I have to relight because I've talked way too much. I, I think I think it's too much for the cigar. I, I don't I don't think they play well. I mean, it, it, it's not that one is bad. I'm not saying that. I just think to me, it it, it they don't they're they're their own entities, right? How, well, well, how's the cigar doing for you now? Has it because at first you said it was a little bit strong. Has it creamed that? Has it gotten a little bit more subtle with the with the strength for you? Definitely, it has. Definitely. Right, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely turned into a very uh, milder, you know, very like okay. Now we're at cruising altitude. I can walk around the cabin now. You know, it's 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 quite delicious. Right. And now when we when we when we're drinking this bonded right out of the gate, it's it does taste a little strong. You know, because yeah. I mean it's it's fifty percent, and it's very early in the day. We haven't, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can see why you can feel that it's not making that. Well, pain. my esophagus is telling you that. Sure. <laughs> um. All right, but I I will say. What I usually say when it comes to high alcohol uh, spirits with cigars, take that sip of the alcohol, you know, slosh it around your mouth, then swallow. Take one puff. That first puff, you're probably not going to taste the cigar at all. Right. And then try it on the second one and see how it goes. And then on the third one and see how it goes. So when a, when a spirit is too strong for the cigar, which once you get into 50% territory and up, it's going to be strong. It's always going to overpower the cigar. There's almost no way that the cigar can... I mean, this is a hearty, intensely flavored cigar with tons of earth and pepper. It should stand up, but it can't. It's 50% alcohol. It's too much. So whenever you have that, always just increase the ratio of puffs to sips. And don't forget, and you know, you could throw a retro hill in there too. That'll, that'll, that'll help it too. Sure. All right. So, so, so what did it... So let so try that. So again, a couple of puffs in between sips and what happened to the cigar? Cuz I think that it it adds a beautiful caramel note to it. Need a refill. Well, Jim has the bottle. That would be $9, please. <laughs> Are you catching this Nat? Yes, sir. Tipping you on the card. This is the the what is it the ASMR portion of the show? Yeah. Glug, 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 glug. Ah. All right. So Ivan, what do you got there? Puffy puff. 
Drinky drink. Squeak from the chair. Yeah, so I do. I I, rep, I mean, I, I go back to that. It's It adds like a delicious caramel vanilla note to the cigar that wasn't there before. As if the cigar needed any more flavors to add to it. Uh, it's actually really nice. I'm doing the Manolo from Casa 1910. Uh, oh boy pairing technique so Oof. i i drink for those who haven't heard the the uh, episode i take a a, a swig a healthy swig <laughs> a healthy swig into my stomach and then i bring the alcohol vapor back up through my esophagus into my mouth jim does no, that unwittingly silent, silently <laughs> silently <laughs> hey how's everybody doing and can i buy you a drink a get away from me so, so I just did it, and and I, and the nuttiness from the cigar comes out. So it it does it does play very well. It's like a walnut almost mm. with like vanilla, and I'm it's with still that. creamy. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah, right. it's like it it took the that roastedness that the that the nuts had before. It kind of tones it down, and now you taste like the nuts, like yeah. you know, lightly roasted. It's pretty cool. All right, so All right. All right, number two. Moving on to the, this is the uh, the single barrel. So this is Jack Daniel's single barrel. These can come in at at anywhere from like 120 to 135 proof, right? So we have just, we, we're going from 100 in this particular bottle that we have here. Uh, Jimmy, can you pull the bottle up to the camera, the second yeah. bottle? Yeah, so oh, you can course. see. And then show the that bottom portion where it has the uh, the proof on that one. So that one's about 132 proof. This yeah. is going to be stout. It is. Yeah. No question, right? Don't judge a book by its cover here. This little bottle is going to pack a punch. But it smells delicious. One, one, other, one other thing to note here in terms of differences. So the bonded and the single barrel, I believe, have the exact same sort of, let's call it recipe. In, in the whiskey world, that would be the mash bill. Mm-hmm. what kind of grains go into it. Uh, I believe that those two have the same exact mash bill. Sorry, okay. say that again. Which which two? The the bonded that we just had and the single barrel that we're about to have. This smells much sweeter. Much, Whereas the, right? well, Much. It's probably got more, more age on it. Probably, they don't tell you, but... It feels very delicate. I mean, or it smells very delicate. It won't be. <laughs> so, there, yeah, but you can see there's, there's a color difference here. I don't know if... Can you see that, Nat? Yeah. You see the difference? Yeah, but it's, it does smell sweeter, right? Yeah. So, and again, the, the single barrel is basically them handpicking a barrel that they think is exceptional and bottling that. I was listening for any sound yeah. effects coming out of you. No, I like, this is nice. You like it, huh? Ooh. Okay. But with a nice little heat finish. Oh. That is wonderful. Smooth, baby. Absolutely wonderful. Smooth. Oh. This is like now, again, fresh haircut mind, smooth. Keep in mind, that's a 132 proof. Right. Ooh. So that's a healthy pour you've got there, Chief. I didn't pour myself. Oh, that's no. Oh, this just, is it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because okay. I was going to no. take you. It's going to take you down to Chinatown, baby. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so this is fantastic. Oh, so, it's, it is, it is, an, it's another world. Yeah, See, I'm really like, impressed by this one. And like for me, like I, I will say this. The the first one we had, the bonded, was just bam in your face for me. It, got, it just grabbed my palate. This one is so just delicate and smooth and just 
it coats your opulent. You know, coats your can you you know what, Jimmy? Since you like uh, you oh. drink whiskeys with a with a cube, oh, can you God. imagine that with one big ice cube, like a little bit colder? Oh my God! So the the temperature when you when you cool whiskey down, typically it gets a little more viscose, a little sweeter. That would be outrageous. Oh, outrageous! So It'll be almost like dessert. So it's like good. a yeah, like we we would do with a dessert wine after exactly. after a meal. This is like a dessert, uh, yeah, drink. But even at that proof, man, that's really well done. So Chris Fletcher is the is the master distiller at Jack Daniels, and really just outstanding with this. Like the the word for me is elegant. It's it's very elegant. It's very classy. It's it's I would call it. Uh, it's it's Herklotis. Oh, Herklotis. Okay, right. Oh boy, he really does love him. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm he, just throwing it out there. I'm going to throw some Cheers, Mike. some culinary facts because you've thrown a lot of facts. I appreciate this you uh, in yeah. this in this episode here. Ooh, uh, you're, is you've that been, good or bad? You've been Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I've learned a lot. Um, yeah, we need you smoking, man. Go ahead. Have you heard that when you make pasta, you should use some of the water that you boil the pasta yeah, and starchy. keep it on there, the starchy water, so that the uh, so that the sauce can stick to the pasta. Yep. This this single barrel right here is almost like coating my throat. So when I take the puff, it's mm. like sticking. The smoke is sticking to my palate. That's it's, a it's, that's a tremendous observation. Great, great right? visual of, of of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's a lot thick, thicker, more viscose than the bonded, and it's just like grabbing onto all the flavors. It's very nice. Wow, that was really good. Yeah, that is that is a perfect observation. This is so it's, good I think together. I think it's oh because God. the amount of alcohol it just like strips down whatever membrane you, <laughs> and oh. it just leaves you bare. I mean, it's so my, good. My nose is running. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh, I got I got to, I got to take off one of the bands here because I'm getting close to it. But so if you're not if you're not used to drinking these high proof whiskeys, don't don't be ashamed to. Drop a, a, a drop or two of water sure. or use an ice cube. You know, if you buy the bottle and, or you buy the drink, have it however the hell you want, right? But I would always say try it. Try that. Try that single sip of just uncooled down, unwatered down liquid so you can see what you're working with so you can have a baseline and right. then say, all right, that's awesome, but I don't know if I can do that very long. So sure, sure. let's go with an ice cube. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want to get too loose on this you don't want to you know you know because then it takes away from the enjoyment personally for me that's never the idea obviously that happens when you drink a lot sure you can you can lose it but but that's never the idea for me i I don't i don't drink to lose my bearings that's not what i you know i want to i want to taste these these creations and have my wits about me so that i can right exactly so that i can enjoy them no but this yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no no but so far th- this single barrel is, is is it's heaven it's absolute gorgeousness yeah all right so now comes now comes el plato fuerte the, yep. the, the main event this is this is the this is the canelo main event time yeah so this is a step down in proof but a completely different mash bill so this is all malt which is Completely different from everything else that Jack has ever produced. It's it's dark brown. I mean, yeah. Look at it. So, it it has zero corn, right? So this is uh, what oh, they're calling. So it's keto friendly. It is keto friendly. <laughs> so this is what they're calling an American single malt. All right. Right. And so what they did is they they barreled 
uh, as usual, right? So they distill the 100% malt, they barrel it, and then they pull it and barrel it again in a second barrel of Oloroso sherry, which mm. for Scotch drinkers, you're like, yeah, that's nothing new there. I've seen that before. Every freaking Scotch <laughs> uh, finishes their, not every, but many of them finish their, their whiskeys in uh, sherry barrels or casks. But that's not that that common in America. There's only a, a couple of other distilleries that do that. Sherry casks are extremely expensive. They're like they're like a thousand bucks a pop already used. So, Ooh. so yeah, you it's get not, them, you it's, get them cheaper on Etsy. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll I'll let Chris know. <laughs> but uh, but the the thing to note here is that there's going to be zero corn here. So this is going to be more like a single malt Scotch, let's say. Oh. In that way. Except Maybe that it is, except that it's being aged here in the U.S. in Kentucky, or sorry, in Tennessee, where it's a lot warmer than it is in Scotland. So the the contact with the barrel is going to have a very different effect, which is why you get that very dark color. Again, no, this is no artificial coloring here. This is this is from the barrel, and you can see how dark that is. This is all Jack here. Here we go. We're going in. <clears throat> Salute, guys. Salute. Salute. Different beast altogether. Yeah. So it's like a syrup. smooth. It's like si- it's like syrupy. I mean, it's put it on your pancakes. Yeah. I, and I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I'm like it's not like I'm licking my, you know, smacking my lips and then and, and licking. It is so good. Syrupy, but it's it's <laughs> it scotchy. So good. It is scotchy because it has it's syrupy, that, you're right. which you're not. You're used to a little bit thinner. You it's know. a completely unique expression. Honestly, uh, if you can somehow get your hands on that. I don't know how many of those they produce. I don't. I don't have those figures, but if you can get your hands on that twice barrel, that is a unique bottle. And I, and I think it, it's it's only about seventy bucks, uh, seventy or eighty bucks at retail. Secondary market ch- prices are obviously going to be stupid right. because they usually are for a highly allocated product. So, uh, but it's such a unique American whiskey. You don't get these. Uh, you get the, that. You still get some of that burnt caramel kind of flavor, a little bit of that vanilla, but then you get this note of like that dried fruit sweetness in the background, like a fig. You yeah. get that in the background? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it took a minute. Interesting. It took a minute, but that sweetness is kicking in now. Very, very it took It took a minute. I would still sip this like a bourbon. Yeah. And and not drink it like a scotch. Like a scotch, I drink a little bit more, and bourbons I sip, and I think this one I'd still sip. Like, I'm, I'm a big cube guy you know i i I like my drinks cold i I, I like a lot of my drinks cold but this is the one thing that i think i would be more daring i would be more okay i want to drink this neat and really get into those flavors and really go on this adventure with it you like so good are you liking it i do i really let's see where where we're at with the cigar i have again have to relight This villager is having a good time with these uh, with these jacks. I'll it, tell you that. Honestly, I, I know that uh, the, the spirit overpowers the cigar every time, but man, a couple of puffs later, it's it's gonna be good. I get more of the pepper now. Now I can feel a little bit more of the bite of the cigar. Maybe because we're getting to the end of it. I don't know, right? But I'm getting a little bit more of the pepper. Mm. It does well with all of them. I mean, this is a spe- special occasion uh, cigar and spirit combination. It's excellent. 
Yeah. See, I, I, what I love is I love taking the sip, waiting till that sweetness at the very end kicks in, and then you get in that cigar. Oh, they, they, they meld perfectly. I mean, there's such a great amalgamation right there. They're, they're, and it is, it is such, such a great... This guy's oh. getting ready for SATs over here. Well, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I got a kid about ready to go to high school. I need to learn some words. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You good? Like, kids are saying that no, constantly. It's, it's, you good? It's very good. All right, I need something more than very. Come on. It's really very good. No, this is, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know, you, I know it's a pairing segment. You know, it, it, you're almost, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's that single barrel and, and this Villiger are perfect. You know, you, you almost, you almost don't want to get in the way of anything and just, and have this twice barreled, you know, on its own. Uh, but e- even the Villiger is, is treating it very nice. And again, to me, it's, it's, you drink this, you wait for that sweetness, and then you get that cigar. All oh, the flavors. It's an explosion of goodness. I'd love to have all three bottles at my bar oh, for, yeah. uh, for different occasions. Is that why you're, I see on the camera here on the weekends you have parties in here? Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's R&D. It's research and development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, no, uh, really a fantastic pairing. All three work very well in different ways. Uh, if you had to pick one, Ivan, which, uh, which one are you going with? Again, if... if Pick one for what? Pick one pairing of the three. With the cigar. Yep. The single barrel. Me too. Yeah. Unanimous. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love the twice barrel. Just to show it off, you know, to sure. people. Check this out. You sure. Know, this is so different. Look at this. Look how cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it also with the cigar, but yeah. but the single barrel. It's really good. Yeah. It's I mean, spectacular with to, the to me, To me, the twice barrel and a cigar is almost like a... A, a Lamborghini on a beautiful sunset. It's just so much going on. I think either one could 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 stand on its own. But yeah, this single barrel and this Villiger, oh, it's 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 opulence. I has it. I has it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Oh, really right. beautiful, man. So all all it means is for everybody listening or watching, enjoy, get after it, man. We love it. And listen, as always, perfect pairings is brought to you by our good buddies at Total Wine and More, where you're always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine and more at TotalWine.com. That's TotalWine.com. Total Wine. Total. All right. Total Wine. All right. No, he was going Sean Connery. Was going. He was setting you up. I am the last one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I Thank am you, the last for, one. for translating. <laughs> you bring... <laughs> you send one of yours to Mystic. the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. To the morgue. That's the Chicago way. A guy who knows about the Chicago way. No, a great guy. Our buddy from Villager Cigars, Rene Castaneda. He's, Look at he's, that with the Enya. Right? Nicely done. Him and his tilde are coming up. All right. So we are here with the man, Rene Castaneda, <laughs> president of Villager North America, baby, in the house. Gentlemen, how are you? Man, great to have you on here. Great to have you. I was, I was, I was impressed with all the technology that we have uh, over here. At our disposal. <laughs> and I thought things were about to get serious when I got your message. We have the studio ready for you. <laughs> it, it, it Was it ready or was it ready? It was. It was. All right. And, 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 and the cigars and the drinks. So we're ready, baby. Yeah, man. So we are, you know, again, just like the, the main show, we're drinking the Twice Barreled from Jack Daniels. 
So, what are you? Let's uh, let's before we talk about Villiger and you and all that, let's have a quick little toast here. Salud. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Let's oh, lubricate nice. before we speak. Very cool, man. This is nice. isn't that awesome? Man, I'm in love with this twice barrel thing. This is has a little burn that touch the point where the soul and the body gets together. That, that it's I right love that. Very oh, man, it's, it's it's very nice. I love that. I Different. think it's the fifty three percent alcohol that's reaching the <laughs> the soul. Yeah, <laughs> and we will and we will feel it. We will feel it a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, so let's let's do a quick introduction, right? Because although we talk about you all the time on the show, uh, let's let's uh, let's hear about. René Castañeda, how, how you got to this point, right, where we're at right now as president of Villiger North America. Villiger, uh, I don't know, give us a little background también on Villiger because I think that that warrants. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people may not know Villiger. They know it because of the show and we talk about it all the time. But whoever doesn't really know the background of Villiger, I, I think it's, uh, it's significant. It's significant, yes. That, no, Villiger was... Established, let's just start with that little bit of history in 1888 in uh, Switzerland, small town Fafikon in uh, Switzerland. And uh, over the years, it started developing into a major, massive company, essentially focused at the beginning, I would say 70% of the history on the machine-made uh, uh, cigars. We were right there at the, at the beginning of the mechanization of the, of the cigars using a technology to make machine-made uh, uh, cigars. So right now, I mean, the head of the company is Mr. Heinrich Villiger. Uh, he's 93 years old. He still goes to the office every day. He claims to work half-time, but he goes to the office from noon until like 8 or 9 p.m. But in his mind, he's just working uh, half-time. Half a day, yeah. Half a day. By the way, how long has he been 93? Because I've been, <laughs> I've been hearing that this gentleman is 93 years old now for I don't know how long. And how much does he smoke? Actually, three cigars a day. And he always said, like, you know, the day that I die, the people will say that I died because of smoking too many cigars. You know, <laughs> this, this thing all the time. No, but listen, today, you know, when it comes to the machine-made cigars, uh, we have a factory in Switzerland, two factories in Germany, and one in Indonesia, all focused on making machine-made uh, cigars. Uh, we also are... The Habanos distributors for the German-speaking countries. We are Habanos in Switzerland, Germany, Austria, Poland, and Hungary. So we have a division called uh, Fifth Avenue for the German market, and Intertabac in in Switzerland. That is the distributor of the of the Habanos. Then we have the different divisions in you know like Villiger France, Villiger USA, Villiger Germany, Villiger Switzerland. But these are more the commercial divisions in charge of of uh, servicing the, each one of the of the markets, and there is a huge department for export or international markets uh, to call it. So, for us as a company, our local markets are you know Germany and Switzerland, and uh, for that we have the machine made, we have the Habanos, and we have the Villiger handmade cigars. This is the latest part of the latest chapter of Villiger because it's more or less about 20 years since the company got or switched gears to, to handmade cigars. Mainly Mr. Villiger saw that the future of, uh, of the tobacco industry was more into the premium cigars 
And if any product in this industry had any chance to survive, it was going to be the handmade cigars, the premium handmade cigars, yeah. uh, because uh, cigarillos, because flavors, all of them are being regulated at this moment. So the chance of long-term survival is minimizing for each one of those uh, categories. So that's the part that uh, we have, uh, as a company, put a lot of effort and investment into into the handmade cigar. And that takes me to the bridge, like why I came to Villiger, because at that moment was when Villiger was trying to establish themselves in the U.S., but with a focus on the handmade uh, 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 cigars. I mean, as of today, I have 25 years in the cigar business, and now I have seven years with uh, Villiger, you know, running their operations in the U.S. And it has been, like it's like anything, a challenge with good things, ups and downs into, into the process. But the main thing was to present, you know, what Villiger was able to, to, to produce and to present as, you know, let's call it world-class cigars. You know, we're trying to make cigars for different markets, different times. And we also have some brands that we sell in all the markets. We call them global brands. But also each region has, you know, specific uh, uh, cigars that we that we smoke or we produce just for those regions. And we have many of those for the U.S. market. We saw that that was the best chance to be able and serve that community, that market, that niche. Uh, localized. Localized, exactly. Uh, because it's, it's different flavor profiles in the different areas. One thing is the Middle East, another thing is Europe, the Chinese, and even the, the, the U.S. market. That we know and we understand in a way we are like late comers to the, to the U.S. So we're putting a lot of effort into establishing uh, the name, the brand, the recognition, and that one. So it's a process that I think is just starting. You know, we have been able to at least start earning the respect of the industry and then, you know, step by step to earn the respect from the consumers and to be able to to be part of the rotation of, you know, the regular cigars that we are all the smoking at all the time in the in the U.S. market. At least that's my responsibility on it. So we have, you know, already seven years. I think that we have evolved. I think that we have been able to start developing an identity for, for, the, for the brand. There is a lot to do and a long, you know, a lot of work to be done in the future. Yeah, well, well said. <clears throat> so, speaking to the the localized products, you're smoking the Villager Miami. Yes. Right? So, that's a cigar that we've talked about on the show several times, uh, but now you're smoking it on the show. Actually, so, yes. You know, this, this is a cigar that has had a great response from the market but at the beginning, was a cigar that just was made actually for myself. It's the only cigar that the blend was made for, for me. If you smoke this cigar, this is a well-aged, rounded, nice, mild to medium uh, uh, cigar. Uh, and it was, it was that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of these traditional Vitolas. In this case, the one that I'm smoking is the Laguito Number 1 or Lancero. Uh, and that was the first... Yes, that was the first release, which was that was the cigar that you had literally made for you. Yes, and that was the cigar that I was sharing with the people once COVID was over. People coming uh, to the office, and uh, and I was giving them on Bandit. I remember that I gave yeah, it to you yeah, on yeah. Bandit, and we were you know smoking them and enjoying them. And then customers, friends were calling to the office. Hey, can you send some of those cigars that you gave us in Miami? And can you give us that villager that you gave us in Miami? And it was that. It, we. we didn't have any creativity, marketing, you know, 
Kumbaya meeting. There was no, name. no plan around no it. No plan around. The village of Miami was born out of the request from the people on that one, just because the tobacco was uh, limited in, in, you know, to, to create it. We just made uh, 5,000 cigars of the Lanceros, and we made 5,000 cigars of, uh, of the Robusto. Actually, we made 10 and 10. It's just that the other five are going to be sold, and it's going to start next month to be sold in Switzerland and, and Germany. So, so the Villager Miami will be sold over there? Yeah, starting March 1st, it will be available in Switzerland and, and Germany. That's pretty cool. It was, I mean, it was a product that was <clears throat> just literally, like you just said, born yeah, here. Born here. And, uh, out of curiosity, out of having too much time in our hands doing COVID too. Yeah. So it was it was a fun project, but it's uh, well accepted. And uh, and Mr. Villig actually enjoyed it. So he was like, we love this. Let's do this. Let's go to the international It has a markets. very classic it, profile. It makes sense, you know, because... Uh, from a strength uh, perspective, how does that line up in the Villager portfolio? Because I think it's on the, let's say, medium side. It's not something that's very, very strong. And that's very, I mean, that's a profile that's really accepted in Europe. Yes. And and, and, and especially, we were we were working on that, uh, you know, mile, mile plus, I will say, medium yeah. body uh, strength on, on, on the cigar. And it's pretty much where, where the European market uh, is. You know, they are... Now, for the first time, really exposed in a massive way to, let's say, Nicaraguan strength, Nicaraguan's profile, you know, due to the lack of uh, Cuban cigars in the market. That that's a complete chapter that we can talk a little bit uh, more about it. But uh, you know, at this point, more and more cigars from Nicaragua, Dominican, and Honduras are being um, exposed to the consumer in, uh, in 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 Europe. So it's 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 interesting. This one fit that space that uh, that. Uh, we weren't taking even the Europeans, but it wasn't made because of that. But, you know, coincidentally, it was one of cigars that you can easily put in the market and the people will be pleased to, to, to smoke and enjoy it. And I'm talking about the European consumers. Yeah. And so, speaking, you mentioned Nicaragua a second ago. <clears throat> so you guys opened a, a new factory. You, uh, you opened a factory in Nicaragua called Villager de Nicaragua. And you collaborated with Hoya de Nicaragua on that. And you you did the ribbon cutting at uh, Puro Sabor in the festival, which Yami was at, and the images of that opening will be in the upcoming magazine. Oh, great! Thank you. So, can you tell us about that factory and why partner with Hoya de Nicaragua, fantastic cigar maker, obviously? Um, so, how was that born, and why did you choose? I imagine you had options. Oh, for sure, but you know. Mr. Villager is an old school guy, so he believes in the relationships that he has uh, developed uh, over the years. So there is a strong relationship, you know, friendship between him and Dr. Alejandro Martinez Cuenca. So when that time came that he, Mr. Villager, wanted to have a factory in, in, in Nicaragua, he reached out to, to Dr. Cuenca to make this happen. The idea was this, listen, we are... We needed a partner that has expertise, they know how, you know, to, to execute. And especially this, that factory was built out during COVID. It became operational on October 2021. So during 2020 and 2021, that factory was built out. So we needed, you know, boots in the ground over there to make sure that you have expertise, the knowledge, and also that there was the trust between the two companies to execute yeah, a massive the, project like this. The people to work it too. Exactly. <laughs> During COVID, you yeah. couldn't go down there. And, yeah. Exactly. We we wanted to have an operational factory from day one. So we were making cigars right off the gate on October 21. And for that, you needed a partner that has even that, 
the capacity to reach out to have rollers that are ready to work the next day. And that was part of that one. The, we did, and we waited for Puro Sabor just because it was the place that the, the, the press was there. Yeah. Johnny was there. The whole group was there to present the factory and to, to do the official ribbon cutting. We were over there with uh, Corina Villiger, the daughter of Mr. Villiger, and Lucien Villiger, the grandson of Mr. Villiger. This is the, the next generation of the family into, into the business. Uh, we were really pleased and impressed with what uh, the team at Hoya had put together. And that also gave the opportunity to, to Hoya to promote to some management position some of the people that they had uh, at Hoya. So it was also uh, beneficial for them, not only on the financial side, but on the, on the personal, professional life of the people that work um, with them. So we're very, very, very pleased. We keep growing. Of course, as you know, there are situations in Nicaragua regarding, like, you know, we need more rollers, and we're, you know, through the expertise of Hoya, getting more and more to be able to, uh, that we can have more capacity um, at, that, uh, at that factory. And of course, you know, as, as, as we move on and as we develop more things uh, um, over there, we will uh, put more brands out there for the U.S. market. Maybe you saw and you have smoked. Uh, you, you were talking about Yeah, it. that's what uh, we yeah. smoked on the show. The, that, was a, that was my next question was, the Villager de Nicaragua is a, a limited edition. A limited edition. And so uh, what comes next on the heels of that? On that one, we're planning to release, by the time of the PCA, the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. You know, we presented or introduced that, that product in uh, Dormant last uh, year. Yep. And uh, now is the time for us to put it over here. So we try to, as much as sometimes we want to have cigars all over the, 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 the markets, you know, sometimes because of production logistics, we need to take turns. So in this case, it was, um, it was uh, Germany and Switzerland where we launched the cigars first, and now will be the, the, the U.S. just to give the... the the factory, the pace, the time to work the cigars, to develop the cigars, to age the cigars. So that's that's the plan. But our goal is to introduce the Villiger 1888 Nicaragua at the PCA. Okay, and what uh, more or less? What is that? What kind of wrapper is that? What? Is it Nicaraguan? Is it Nicaraguan uh, puro? Is more the idea here is to try to show in a core brand, not in a limited edition cigar. You know our lending and production capabilities. So it's a true Nicaraguan, 100% uh, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, medium plus, I would say not full body, but it will be a medium plus, more with those uh, earthy notes that you find on the, on the Nicaraguan cigars, a little bit of spice, a little bit of a strength in the, in, the, in the cigar. So we try to, you know, to be a completely different exercise, what we have done with all the brands that we have in the U.S., like the Vindica Cuella Cream, uh, the Villiger uh, Miami, the Villiger 1888 that we do in, in Dominican Republic is also a mild, creamy, a smooth uh, cigar. So it's a departure for that one to, to represent in a way, the best way possible, the Nicaraguan uh, tobaccos. Yeah, it's almost like um, like you have these very mild, well, not very mild, but for, for guys who like full-bodied stuff, mm -hmm. mild cigars. And then you have the Villager de Nicaragua, which is a stronger cigar. The Vencedora, which is a stronger cigar. Yes, it is. The Libertad was stronger. Yes. Um, and then kind of in the middle, you have you have this cigar, by the way. So the TAA, the Villager TAA Exclusive 2023, which was released at the TAA trade show. Uh, this, is a, this is... This the, one is kind of like right in the middle. 
True. No, listen. It's very creamy, very sweet. Uh, wonderful cigar. I, this is my first time smoking it. The filigree TAA, it's our, in a way, playground to reach out to new uh, consumers. Let me try to explain that. It's the only project that we make in a different factory every year. A factory that is not our factory. The first TAA, we made it with uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the TAA 2020. The 2021, we made it with Hochi Blanco. The 22, we made it with Eric Espinosa. We thought that one, we loved that one. That's a great cigar for sure. And uh, this one is made with uh, Aganorsa. So that's the idea. We we want the people to get more familiar with uh, the filigree name. And one of the ways is going to people that we respect as master blenders, that are good friends of ours, of the company in, in general, to make cigars for us, but we can get some of his uh, followers and consumers to be exposed to our name. And, and and we talk to them every time that we're doing this project, that that's the bridge that we're trying to do. And fortunately, because we have reached out to people that are very close to us, they have no problem and they help us to make great cigars to go to the market because, you know, also their name is yeah. in the line, of course. So we're very proud of that project and the TAA, we, we continue to do that one and it gives us a chance to explore, you know, new blends, new ideas, new things to, 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 to develop for our cigars. Well, I... I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Uh, like I said earlier, it's it's sweet and creamy and spicy. It, it has a beautiful combination. Very well balanced. Right. Um, and, and the strength is like, again, not where the Villager Miami is and not where the Vencedora is. Right in the middle. It's right down the pipe. No, and that's what we try to do. We need to make cigars that are different, you know, to offer different options to the people, different alternatives in, when it comes to, to, to the filigree cigars. And again, this is one of those local, regional things that, are, that are, we try to do. Just to give you an idea, on the, on the global level, we have brands like La Libertad that you mentioned. We have the Villiger 1888 uh, Dominican Republic. We have the Villiger Sandoros, the Colorado and the That's Claro. Right. And, but then, you know, we tend to have more of our own uh, U.S.-only uh, market uh, cigars, like La Flor de Inclán. Um, La Vencedora, the Villiger Quaya Cream, the Black Forest, um, and you know now we're working with the Villiger Miami, but now the Villiger Miami is going to the international market. And let's not forget, if not, I'm getting trouble with the boss. We have Villiger do Brazil, to Brazil, <laughs> Villiger do Brazil. Man, they those Swiss, they love their Brazilian tobacco, right? They do they do? And Mr. Villiger, There's no it, exception, no exception to the yeah. rule. You know, last time that I was with him, he went to his humidor. He's very formal, very old school. Mr. Castaneda, I have a cigar for you. I have a 22-year-old Brazilian pure that we should smoke. For sure, baby, let's smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. But they do. They do love the, the Brazilian cigars. We have a boutique factory in, in Brazil that we make uh, uh, the Vilica do Brasil Claro, the Vilica do Brasil Maduro, and we also... Uh, make uh, over there the one of the versions of the Corrida cigar. The Corrida is mainly sold in Europe. We have, you know, some representation of that brand over here. But in the in the, the Corrida is one of those brands that has a cigar made in Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Honduras, and, and, and Brazil. We use all our presence to, to make in one brand different cigars. So from Brazil is that. The two Villiga do Brazil and the Corrida Brazil. That's what we have on those. And whenever Mr. Villiga wants to do an anniversary cigar, 
people. So Brazil Land makes a Brazilian uh, cigar. The latest one was the Aniversario 2020, and it was a Brazilian uh, uh, pure that we had. That it was it was a very good cigar, but it was a very short uh, run that we put out. Well, this uh, the TAA. Not to jump back into this, uh, the TAA works incredibly with this twice barreled uh, Jack Daniels. I know you finding that too, Ivan. They're both excellent on their own, but together they they're special. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Good. It brings out like a caramel in the cigar that's absolutely delicious. So um, so then you guys did the Villager do Brazil. I'm sorry, the Villager de Nicaragua um, factory. factory, which you talked about a little bit. Um, so you've got the 1888 Nicaragua coming out of there. Mm-hmm. What else is... So that's being released at PCA. What other... But you ha- you know you have so many factories and so many things that you work with, so many different companies that you work with. What else is coming down the pipe? We are planning to put a new filiger Miami in a size that is traditionally called Cañonazo, that is almost like a Toro, close to a six by fifty, a little bit less, five and seven eighth by fifty three to be exact the size of the Vitola. We the plan over here was to. Give a little bit more of strength to the to the blend of the regular standard filigree Miami. So we're planning to put some time by the summer. We hope that it's going to be ready too by the PCA. So we we have the 1888 Nicaragua and the filigree Miami in this case 2023. And again, it's small batch on on those. And uh, we are working on some uh, limited editions from filigree Nicaragua. Again, we're going to put the, the, the Villiger de Nicaragua, Edición Limitada 2023, uh, and we have another one that is uh, uh, on the works. We're just waiting for clearance on the trademark to be able to, to, to work on that. But the cigars are already made and they're being aged, so we're just working the legalities of the trademarks. And you know that you have to do the, that homework because if not, you end up killing yourself in the yeah. process if you don't do it. Of course. And so what you said, if I didn't uh, miss that, is that there will be an edición limitada 2023 for Villager de Nicaragua. Yes. You know, the, the, as I told you, the idea is that we want to showcase and brag a little bit about the blending capabilities that we have yeah. at Villager de Nicaragua and even with our partner, uh, Aban Cigars in Dominican Republic. So that's the idea that we put these short runs, limited editions to be able to showcase easily besides our core brands, some special cigars that we, that we think that they are very special. Quite busy. Quite, yes. quite busy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, it was, is 1888 one of the first flagship like, Yes, like for sure. Well, that was the first It is brand. the first one. I remember. It was like, that was made in, in Santo Domingo. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, yeah, that like that was the Villiger brand, known from, for premium cigar. Totally. And the evolution since then, like you can hear from different countries to strength profiles, the flavors. I mean, it's it's been incredible. Listen, we have been working hard, and again, is trying to, as I told you, we're at the beginning of the process. We're trying to find our place in the U.S. market. The best way to connect to the consumers is bringing them different options to get the feedback. We know that not all the cigars will be winners, but in the process, we're getting a great response from the people and respect from the consumers towards the Villager brand, and, and that's really what we want. We want... As I told you, some people might not know us, a little bit of us, and some people just know us for the machine-made cigars. We want to make sure that uh, that uh, in that process, 
we present ideas, we present cigars, we present uh, different blends. That's the reason that uh, we go to, you know, the experts that we have, like Aban in Dominican Republic, the Martinez family is, uh, at Villiger de Nicaragua. We have had this discussion many times. I'm not a master blender. I don't pretend to be a master blender. I have a lot of respect for the people. All I really do is to approve what goes to the market. If that makes me a master blender, okay, that's a different story. But I have a lot of respect for the craft and, and, and the art that is behind blending a, a, a cigar to abuse that word of being a, a master blender. <laughs> It's a very refreshing take because, you know. <laughs> Again, all I do is to approve the brand, the blend that goes to the market. That's, that's, that's You're a master smoker. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's a very refreshing take because, you know, for me, you know, as you know, with, with all the people that we spend time with, when, when someone who's really just approving stuff or just saying, no, I want a cigar that has this kind of strength and this kind of that, Or I'll even give you a guy who literally sat down and said, no, I like this tobacco, this tobacco, this tobacco, and this tobacco in this blend. Let's try that. Oh, that's good. And they will call themselves a master blender for having done that. No. That isn't the biggest job of the master blender. The master blender has to maintain that flavor profile in perpetuity, right? And that's the difficult part. That's what makes that guy a master, not going, yep, 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 yep. Oh, these are good. Yes. No, that's, that yeah. doesn't make you a master blender. I, I was having this conversation with one person, and I say any name, but it was like... Yeah, I appreciate least. that. <laughs> Let's not use that. <laughs> Listen, it's, you know, to make a good cigar once, that, that's pretty easy. You know, to keep it consistent in the long term, okay, now you that's when you get, take the hat off and respect the people for, for doing that. Not only that, but the, the guy that's doing that or the woman, whoever is doing that at that factory is doing that for blend after blend after blend after blend for year after year, right? Yes. And that's incredibly difficult because it's not, with all due respect to Mr. Daniels, it's not blending liquids. It's blending solids. And it's not just blending solids. It's solids that have different uh, burn rates, right? And they so, change year over year. And right? they change constantly. So, yeah, it, that's, that's the tricky part where the, the science and art And craft all kind of meat in the same place. And, and then you get this cigar that you can keep smoking year after year. And it's still the same cigar. Even though we know that the inside is not the same at all. So that, that's the impressive part. No, that was why I'm telling you that. I I've always have a lot of respect for people that know things that I do not know. And I know that I will never be able to, to, to learn. This in my position or my side on, on, on this business. It's more the, 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 the business part of it. I'm the behind-the-scenes guy. I'm the guy that have to make sure to put this puzzle together for things to make sense for the consumer, for them to understand, okay, this is Villiger, and this is what we have from Nicaragua, this is what we have from Brazil, this is what we have from Dominican Republic, this is what we're trying to accomplish. We want to have some of our cigars in your personal humidor. That's really our ultimate goal. We want to make sure that some of our cigars end up in your personal humidor, in your in the regular rotation all day long. And, and that's... It's not that complicated, but my side of the business is that side of the business. I mean, I, my only input when it comes to the cigars is because we're around, we talk to the people, we smoke different cigars. I do smoke like three cigars a day. One of them has to be a cigar that is not our cigar. Just to know what's going on out there and the trends of the market to be able to identify, you know, we need to go this route or that route or whatever. It's like a policy that you've built for yourself? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's standard. Three cigars a day. One of them has to be one that is not mine and I go completely off the radar and whatever 
many cigars that I smoke. Uh, that's why you always ask me to bring something yes. wacky to the office. All yes, right. yes, that's the reason. I'm always looking to, and especially that because I'm assuming like any cigar smoker, you tend to smoke the same cigars over and over and stay in that safe place. When I ask for a cigar from, you know, bring me whatever you think that I should smoke. Listen, I, my bias is not in the selection. So it's, it's to be exposed to, 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 to different cigars. That's the reason that I even told you that I switched from the different Cigar of the Month clubs just to be exposed to, 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 to different cigars. And I spent three months here, six months over there, depending on the, on the selections to, to have that, to open to options of cigars to be smoking different things all the time. How do you... And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to say, because he said at one point there that he's not the smartest guy in the world. He's being very, very humble because he's one of the most knowledgeable and well-read people that I've ever met in my entire life. Absolutely. He's, Talking about books with this guy is... Or, or anything. Yeah. It's like... If no, I were to, if, I'm, I'm an average reader. You know, the one that deserves a special place in the reading club is Mr. Terrence Riley. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy's on another level. Yeah, yeah. That's above my pay grade. Yeah, but you're, you're being humble again because I asked my friends, hey, what are you doing this weekend? They could be saying, well, I'm doing yard work. Um, grilling or whatever you ask Renedis, and he's like, well, I'm going to learn German this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I already, no, here's the thing. It's not that I'm going to learn German this weekend. It's that I already learned French. Right. And now I want to I want to learn French at an academic level. Right. right. I want to get a master's in world history <laughs> you, while I'm at it. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought that the idea was just to be able to speak it when I go to the restaurant and order croissants and order nice way. Croissant. <laughs> croissant with the right accent. No, you want to learn it at an academic level, and that, that's the part that takes you. you know. Yeah. No, listen, I, I, I really enjoy uh, studying. I, I, I told you once, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a historian, but there was no money to be made over there. So I decided, okay, let me study engineer. And now I'm going back to, let's say, my roots of, you know, of, uh, of history. So I went back to the it's university. It's more of a passion. Yes, it's more of a passion to... to to study world uh, history, and uh, man, you get into some rabbit holes when you're studying history that uh, you know it's, it could drive you a little bit uh, insane because you get into a subject and it's like you go there and then you find like why and why this and why that and how this end up happening like like this and like they say in history, you know, the history is written by the people that won the the wars. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is a couple of versions out there of the different chapters of our history. So is that I decided to learn the academic level of French again during COVID. I had time to do all that kind of things. You know, <laughs> I, had I, some really, time. <laughs> I had some time. I, I you know I took the time and I was fortunate to find the right teacher because this guy, besides being French teacher is a, is a linguist. So this is a guy that really teach you why and how these languages are formed. So it really got me the, the experience of learning the languages. So as soon as, I mean, that I think that I master the language, I still do, by the way. Every weekend I connect with my French teacher just to discuss a book. You know, you're right. I, I read a lot. So I tend to read a book in Spanish, a book in French, and a book in English at the same time, all the time. So I get to go and discuss with the teacher about uh, about this. So I decided... Whoa, whoa, hang on. No, tell me in French what French book you're reading right now. Uh, Café Lohendal. It's a, it's a collection No, of tell me about the book in French. I want to know if, like, <laughs> I want to hear, like, if someone... Uh, say, this guy's full of it. He doesn't speak French. You guys tell me. 
Okay, you want me to tell you the book in English? Oh, in French, in French, yeah. It's in the book, it's a collection of petites histoires de, de la vie française, de l'art de vie française. Uh, donc, it's a, uh, c'est la, 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 pour identifier la culture française, pour expérimenter la culture française d'une façon très intéressante, très profonde, très naturelle. He got me, I believe it. Nah, we, need, we need subtitles on this. <laughs> Now, my next challenge is uh, uh, German just because of the company. So I'm into, what is it now, like five, six months, give me like a year and I'll be, listen, it's a long-term commitment. You know, don't believe any of this crap that you see out there that you're going to learn language in three months and three weeks. No, it's not true. You might learn to say yeah. a few words. I don't know. Okay. To... <laughs> so I usually recommend the people. This is the process. You buy one of those online things, you know, the Rosetta Stone, the Babel, or whatever one of those. They're all great. But this is to test if you really have the discipline to learn the language. After three or six months, it's time to move on and get a teacher because all you're learning is repeating to say some sentences and words. But then you realize, I did it. I did it for one year, one full year, Rosetta Stone, French. Then I went to France and I realized, I understand all the words, but I don't even know how to put all this together to make a sentence out of all the, this. That's when I realized I need to get a teacher. This is the equivalent of you buy a Lego set and you know all the pieces and you don't know how the hell to put them together to make anything out of them. It's equivalent to, to that one. You need a teacher, but you test the waters by going to these little classes yeah. online at your rhythm to make sure that you will have the long-term commitment because it will really take about a year and a half to really, okay, to be speaking the language. It's just that I put already like three years in French and I love it and I just keep going uh, uh, with it. And now I'm trying to do the same thing with German. Awesome. <laughs> But aside from the, the languages, what are, you, what are you, so we always, if we didn't have mics on and cameras, We would be talking about what books yes. we're reading. So, what book are you reading now? I mean, the the I I've read the recommendation that you gave me over the edge about uh the, the Magellan. Uh, Magellan. No, I was gonna I was gonna switch to French because now the French is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> about the, the the what is it? The, the trip from Magellan around the yeah. the world and uh, amazing. I feel like I was watching a movie by reading that book. It's what an like, amazing book, right? I, it's just like full of information, history, and things that uh, you didn't know, sort of like you have heard, but finally you put them in the context of what's going on over there. What an amazing uh, book. Yeah, it's called Over the Edge of the World, Magellan's Terrifying Circumnavigation exactly. uh, of the Globe. That's written by, uh, is it Deck Edge? Wait, what is that? I'm trying to find the author here so I can help you guys find it easier. Burgreen is his name, I think. Anyway, Uh, excellent book, Over the Edge of the World, Magellan's Terrifying Circumnavigation of the Globe by Lawrence Burgreen. Uh, I'm reading now the Skin in the Game. Skin in the Game by uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb. What's happening? That's not about a circumnavigation. That's more of a circumcision. No, no. Your book, I think, just started. Uh, See, put a top over here. I was checking on that because the name of the author is mm. not an easy to pronounce. Yeah, Nassim Nicholas Taleb. You know, this book is more about the... I'm going to try to I explain I, this. I thought it, I had a good joke there. I go, this is not about the circumnavigation. This is about a circumcision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I, I liked where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden asymmetries in daily life. 
if uh, if your circumcision was the not way, no, the right way. was not symmetrical, uh, it would be You're a, gonna hidden, have a problem. symmetry in your daily life. You're gonna have a problem. <laughs> no, listen, it's it's a uh, it's a great take about things that we experience in life and business and 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 let's say philosophy that are not that true and uh, it question things in in an interesting interesting uh, uh, way. A short book, not a long one. Uh, highly recommended. I'm I'm about to finish. I have like you know, a little bit of a quarter of a book to 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 to, to, to finish go. to go. And but uh, but uh, it's impressive. You know, it's impressive what you can do, especially now that we have audiobooks. Because not only you read here, you read there, but you listen to books here and there whenever you're I moving around. I use it all the time. Sorry, honey, I can't talk. I'm, I'm in the middle of chapter seven. <laughs> You're surprised how useful that is. <laughs> wait, 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 honey, wait, wait, wait. I'm almost done. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. And you, and you find yourself back parked in front of your house waiting to finish that chapter before oh, you get into the house? That happens to me all the time. I feel stupid, but yes, it happens. <laughs> you guys should be listening to the Cigar Snob podcast in front of your house. He does. He listens to <laughs> it every right. time. He does. He listens we just to don't put out enough of them. <laughs> No, no, that's a part. I'm one of the complainers. Like, listen, you need more chapters, you know, more, more episodes. I've been listening uh, uh, to, to the podcast, you know, from the beginning. I think it was, first, it was a great addition to have Mr., what's the name of your Jim. guy? Here? Jim Rodriguez, no? Yeah. That's interesting. But I'm always paying attention to the things that go completely off the radar about Ivan when he's talking. I say, like, something is about to go wrong over here. Yeah. So let me listen to this. <laughs> it's a train wreck. You, it's like a, a F1 race. You're, go, you're tuning in for the, for the accident. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. His ad reads, his Villager ad reads are pretty special. Yes. My Brazilian yeah. accent. Yeah, the excellent. Brazilian accent. I'm telling you, Amazing. We'll, we'll pay you more if you do it in German. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used to. <laughs> I used to speak German. Anyways, how's that uh, Jack Daniels? Oh, Jack Daniels is awesome. It's just that I'm, after he told me that he's 53, I'm trying to be more careful about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 53.4%. That's, uh, that's pretty serious. And you have a healthy pour that Yami gave you. Oh, yes. It's good. Yeah, no, it's excellent. So, is so this, I think I'm assuming this is like a limited edition, once in a year type of thing? Yeah, it's a special release. Okay. I don't know more than that. But uh, but thank you again, bro. Thank you for the visit. Thank you for the continued support of the show, for always listening, for your friendship. Uh, you know, you're welcome here anytime. Listen, it's fun. The next time we need to just talk about uh, Ivan and his... Um, train wrecks? Yes, pretty <laughs> much. <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. And thank you for all the support that you guys give us. Uh, at Villiger and, and, and me as a, as a person, as a professional in, in, the, in the business, we've known each other for, what, maybe since the beginning of the match? Probably, yeah, 17 years. 17 years. We used to be neighbors, too. Yep. So we used to even try to fix the problems of the cigar industry in the backyard. Late at night there in the backyard. <laughs> Howdy, neighbor. Howdy, neighbor. Yeah, No, man. thank you so much, man. Thanks a lot. And, and Ivan, thank you for doing oh, our ads. Guys. It's not hard. <laughs> it's easy to stand behind great products. I love it. You see? We have Look to give the guy a race. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quiet with that. All right, guys. Well, hey, Thank thanks you. for tuning in. And uh, now we'll come back to the regular show. And our thanks to Rene Castaneda, of course, from Villager Cigars. Oh, what talk about a great expression, man. This this edición limitada 
Oh, how are you enjoying it? Oh, you know what? It's it's great. It's awesome. It's it's everything about it. First of all, I mean, you had me at torpedo. <laughs> Did you add I didn't right? know. I didn't yeah, know that but, was your gem. Yeah, but you can have a you can have a bad torpedo too, right? Yeah. Oh, and this, this is, is this is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm one of those. You know, one of the things that I always try to work on is not try to smoke the same thing. You know, and I'm always, oh, where's the torpedo? Where's the torpedo? True. But this just reinforces how much I love torpedoes. So, kudos to, to Rene and kudos and kudos to, to Villiger for this. And of course, what what you know, thanks to Total Wine and more for for the great you know Jack Daniels bottles. So so guys, since we're you know maybe on the last third maybe of of, of of the stick, where are we right now? We'll start with Ivan. Where are we right now for you? I think it's picked up a little bit in intensity, you know. I'm I'm getting a little bit more of a fuller strength uh, profile at the end here, and I, again, I think it's because it's building up at the end of it, but it still remain has its cream, it has its its wood nut, um, still excellent. Yeah, I, I think strength wise, though, it hasn't it hasn't crept up. No, but the peppers have. But the but exactly. So on the on the flavors, as the cigar is heated up. Now that we're getting close to the to the end of it, yeah, the uh, we've we've lost a little bit of the the sweet components that were up. Now it's just like, all right, buddy, we're going through the finish line here with just tons of earth, pepper, and and like bitter dark chocolate notes, right? And maybe some espresso in there, right? Now that I haven't had a sip of whiskey for a little bit, uh, now I I can really taste that. Dark, maybe even some. Maybe even some molasses, hmm. you know, like that burnt molasses kind of uh, flavor in the background. It's a, it's a really nice cigar. So I don't want you to think that because we're talking about that transition, that's a that's a negative. That's not. I I I love when cigars take you on a ride. Right. That's the idea. Yeah, and so now we're on that like third jump, and uh, it's it, really a fantastic effort. If you can get your hands on on one of those. It's worth a shot. Yeah, this this to me is 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 you know it it got you on this adventure. It jumped out at you. It it, it, it grabbed you. It sat you down. Then it got kind of mellow. Now it's really like a, a slow southern drawl kind of thing. You know, you're enjoying it. This guy's spending a lot of time in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Woo pig! <laughs> yeah, a little little. Well, listen, we've gone through Arkansas, okay, Tennessee, okay, via, Clinton. via okay. Nicaragua. You know, oh, I, this 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 is one fine cigar from our folks at Billiger. All right, so as we're wrapping things up, as we're getting into the the last third of this program of this smoky treat, what did we learn today, Mister Calvino? So I don't know if it's a learning thing as much as it is a like a confirmation, like that. You know, these expressions of Jack Daniels completely flip that Jack Daniels narrative on its ear, right? Right. So a lot of people. If you've ever had, uh, again, regular Jack, you've had a million times, I'm sure. Uh, it's the best-selling whiskey in the world, so I'm sure you've had it. Uh, if you've had a chance to drink the Sinatra, the Sinatra is one that f was the first whiskey from Jack Daniels that I had that really, I went, whoa, wait a second, this is Jack Daniels? And, uh, and, and these do that as well, especially that, that bonded, if you, can, if you can get your hands on that, man, try that out. It's... It's a completely different experience from any other Jack you've ever had. Ivan, what about you, buddy? Um, besides having another option for um, 
artificial intelligence. When I go to chat GBT, I can go to Eric here because I've he's given us so much shit on this, on this episode. <laughs> shit that, is right. Oh my God. Has he spewed a lot of stuff, but it, all very, very good stuff to know. I appreciate that. Uh, he, the, I think. You, you know what happened? I, I was at Disney the other day and I was on the carousel of progress and Eric was at the end of it going, you know, at the end. Get out of here. And the dog. Whoof. I love that. They're trying to cancel that, by the way. They can't. Uh, they can't. You can. It's it's, it's air conditioned. I, I always that, that's my nappy ride after yeah. get, get, getting out of the, the heat and everything. That's my nap ride. Come on. Um, but seriously, um, I'm impressed by the product line that Villiger has. You know, yeah. I mean, this is just another one of their cigars that's just blown my mind. You know, it started with the Cuellar Black Forest, the Villiger. Miami, uh, Miami yep. the Villager de Brazil, and now this Villager Nicaragua. I mean, they've all they've all been different, kind of like the Jack Daniels portfolio that we've that we smoke now. They've all been different and very good. Yep. So. Yeah, and for me, again, to your point, just to echo what you were saying. Listen, we we all we all had our our sort of Jack Daniels has a reputation of being a, a party spirit. It, it's the one you drank, you know, when you were in college, you know, when you were sitting there just doing shots, the crazy things. Oh, what a night! What a night with the with the Jack Daniels. But this is sort of a, a of the grown up version of Jack Daniels, right? This That's is a good way to put it. You know, it, and and it, and it's a great. It, it's a way to of reintroduce yourself to an old friend who who now all of a sudden maybe he's married with kids now and and is more hey. You made it, you know. You're good now, <laughs> yeah. Jack. What's up, buddy? Good, good job. And then, and then, and and Villiger, the expression, this, this, this particular cigar, it, it's it's amazing. And they go well. So they they actually go well together. You know, really, all three of them. It all depends what what you like and what your and what your particular style, your mood is for that day. So what I learned is that you know, we we can grow up and still go home again. Oh, look at wow. this guy. You look see? at this guy. Take me home. <laughs> country road all things go through tennessee at the end right yep yep so good stuff listen uh, thanks as always for hanging out with us if you like the show you know you give us five stars write a review always helps make sure to check out the youtube channel you guys we're we're doing uh, another unboxing another reveal day today Yep, yep got one coming up yeah, I, I totally walked in on it. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" We're taping. What? Yeah, hi. Oh, oh, you're taping. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, typical. I was very Miami on that. As always, listen. We thank you because none of this is possible without you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy it, Smoky Tree time, and we will t- see you. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Later, y'all. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.